Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The Cardinals open a two-game series in Cleveland tonight. You can see the action on Bally Sports. This is 101 ESPN. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker, great to have you with us. And always great to go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and John Morosi of MLB Network and NHL Network, big hockey guy, joining us on 101 ESPN. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Randy and Michelle, uh, doing well. A pleasure to be with both of you in the great city of St. Louis. How's everything going? We are enjoying ourselves, although this isn't, isn't a typical Cardinal season. And this is a weird trade li- deadline for the Cardinals, John, because if they're going to sell, they only really have one guy to sell, and that would be Andrew Miller. But they really aren't in a position to buy either. Are you hearing anything at all about the Cardinals? The Cardinals are stuck. They are stuck. That, that is where they are. And uh, so th- it seems right now like it's going to be a quiet deadline for them for all the reasons that you just mentioned. They are not in a strong enough position to be an aggressive buyer. They're also not a roster that is, that is totally flawed either. They're just not playing that well right now. And I know that uh, it may not be a satisfying answer to give, but I think it's the reality of where they're at right now. They're, they're not, this is not a team that needs a dramatic changeover and a, and a reboot and, and some sort of dramatic um, transformation at the deadline. They're probably not going to make the playoffs this year. They are, uh, I think, that the fundamentals of their team, we look at the future, are still pretty strong with Arenado and Goldschmidt and, and Carlson and Edmund. There's, there are some pieces to like, but I, I think that what we're seeing now is uh, the, the natural end point of this particular era of, of the Cardinals from a standpoint of uh, maybe is this the last year of, of Yachty in a Cardinals uniform? Is it the last year of Wainwright? We have to wait and see. Carpenter, obviously, uh, nearing the end of his contract. It's, it's just a team that, for a number of reasons, has not clicked this year. And I think probably you'd have to say the, the pivot point in their season was when Flaherty went on the IL. They really have not been the same team since Jack has been injured. And I, I think that probably was, was the turning point in their season. John, it feels like the end point for the Cubs, too, or at least the Cubs as we've known them for the past few seasons. So when you look at that core of Rizzo, Bryant, and Baez, what do you think happens with all three of those guys? I expect Bryant to be traded. I think there's enough interest in him that that he will be, uh, whether it's the Dodgers, uh, whether it's potentially the Mets. I think there are some larger payroll teams in the NL who have a natural interest in, in Chris Bryant. Uh, maybe even in the same division, the Brewers. That I I would not expect that, but I think that's one more team that's looking for a corner bat at the moment. So I, I would stay somewhat alert for that possibility. I think Rizzo is a unique option for teams like the Red Sox and Yankees, both of whom have not had a ton of production at first base this season. Baez is, is interesting because I think Javi is a is a player who would have some interest in some. 
uh, appeal at second base for a handful of teams? Does his price get to the point where a, a team that would be maybe not expecting to win the division this year, like Seattle, would they have interest in him at second base? I think that has to be one possibility that you would mention. Um, I would not expect Milwaukee for him, but he's someone who is just, Michelle, for me, just not not really hit consistently enough that he's regarded in the same sentence as someone like a Chris Bryant. So I, I think Baez might move, but I'm not as convinced that he will uh, in comparison at least to, to Bryant. And then I think on the pitching side of things, we've already seen Andrew Chafin go to Oakland. I think uh, Zach Davies for me is someone that has a lot of value as a stable uh, later part of the rotation arm who might even fit with a team like the Dodgers. Uh, I, I would not expect Hendricks to go, but I do think Kimbrell's going to go. I think Kimbrell, uh, interest there by the, by the Phillies most notably. So I, I think overall we're going to see a lot of changeover with the Cubs in the days ahead where it's time for them, I think, probably in a more dramatic way than the Cardinals to maybe draw the end of this chapter and, and, and future you can watch mlb network insider john morosi across mlb network's programming including weekdays on mlb central at nine o'clock st louis time and john you mentioned kimbrell and notable as you tweeted last night the taylor rogers of the twins left their game with an apparent hand injury and rogers is one of two real legit closers on the market right he and kimbrell i wonder if that injury increases the cubs leverage with kimbrell very good point randy i think it does and uh, Rogers, it was a it was a very bizarre scene uh, late in the game last night against the Tigers, uh, where he was uh, on the mound and then all of a sudden uncorked one pitch that just didn't look didn't look comfortable, whether it was a blister or some other issue, and he left the game abruptly. And that that is, if you're the Twins, that's the worst kind of news at the worst kind of time. You don't want to get that news anytime, but especially not when the whole industry is watching him so carefully. So. I think right now the, the Twins have to regroup a little bit, whereas the Cubs, to your point, have a little bit more leverage. And and I think the Cubs, interestingly, I would say, Randy and Michelle, one team to keep an eye on w- with the Cubs uh, would be the Dodgers. And the Dodgers, because of the uncertainty in their rotation, I th- I think Davies has a, a real fit there with, with L.A. I also think Kimbrell does because of the concerns about Kenley Jansen. I also think Bryant has some value there given uh, their their questions in their corner outfield spots with Mookie Betts now being on the IL. So could I see a, a dramatic, uh, really compelling, uh, large-scale trade? Kimbrell, Bryant, Davies. It's always hard to make one of those blockbusters that involve lots of players, but I was told in recent days uh, by Minnesota President of Operations, Derek Falvey, that teams out there have, have a real appetite for those larger deals because it allows those selling clubs to access a higher level of prospect back. So rather than quantity back, you're going to get quality back. And I think that's what those larger deals would allow you to do. John, one of the big names that we've discussed a lot is Trevor Story. Where do you think his likely landing spot is? You know, it's an interesting question, Michelle, because he he really, he's got a great brand name. He's been a very good shortstop for a long time in this league. I expect he'll do well in the free agent market. But he has not played that well this season. He has not played that well this year. I, you know, he's someone that the numbers and the consistency day to day hasn't been there. So that's where I, I think he probably has greatest uh, uh, value to a club that could use him at another spot that's not necessarily shortstop. Uh, could he go to Milwaukee and play first base? 
Could he go to the Red Sox and play first base? Could he go to the Yankees and play first base? So I, I, I think he is someone that has a good chance to move, but I don't think of him as a shortstop right now. I'm just not seeing enough reliability day to day, and so that's why I think on a shorter term deal, uh, teams like Milwaukee, the Yankees, and Red Sox actually might be the best landing spots for Trevor Story. Yankees are nine and a half back in the division, only three and a half back in the wild card. But based on what you have seen from the Yankees, what we've all seen from the Yankees, is it worth worth it for them? Let me put it this way: are, even if they make deals, are they good enough to win a World Series? Is it worth it for them to rent a few guys? You know, great question, Randy. I, I think that if if they get the right play. In. I, I don't think that they're that far away from winning a wild card game and making a run. I, I look at Garrett Cole and say he is someone that that any team would not want to see on the mound against them in the month of October. But the question is going to be who pitches game two and how consistent will they be? Is it is Domingo Herman their second best starter right now? Um, what do they expect with Corey Kluber's health going forward? A lot of question marks right now. And their bullpen has been good, um, but maybe not as dominant as you would expect with Roldis Chapman having some inconsistencies here in recent days. So I, I think overall it's a team that is more than one player away, but these are things they could do if Brian Cashman really wants to be aggressive. The, the thing to me that stands out is their lack of left-handed power. They have the second-fewest home runs among left-handed hitters of any team in the American League, which is just not at all what you expect from the franchise that made its identity on uh, Ruth and Gehrig and, and Mantle as a switch hitter and Jackson. I mean, this is, this is the Yankees, and they're not hitting for power from the left side. It's, just, it's, a, it's really an identity crisis for the New York Yankees right now. That's a great way to put it, John. Is there a team that we haven't mentioned here that we should keep an eye on that you expect to be active as we approach the trade deadline? I think as a seller, the Twins will be active. Uh, we, we've mentioned in the past Jose Barrios as a starting pitcher. He might be the best controllable starter, at least beyond the end of this year, who has moved. And then with the Nationals, uh, Max Scherzer, uh, of course, your, your na- native St. Louis. And I don't, I don't think he will be uh, going to the Cardinals necessarily, but I, I do believe that Max is someone who is uh, potentially going to move. And I would say those teams out west in the NL West, Padres, Giants, Dodgers, all being very active in, in both the Jose Barrios market as well as Max Scherzer. Yeah, you mentioned the Padres. It seems like A.J. Preller just wants 26 All-Stars, right? Sure. Well, <laughs> A.J. is someone who's always going to be active. And, and I'll tell you what, this is the value of a good farm system. When you have a number of highly regarded prospects who are all starting to arrive around the same time, you can package them in deals that are a two-for-one or a three-for-one because your rosters are so uh, are so abundant with prospects in the minor leagues that you can do that. So, yes, I think A.J. Preller is going to be very, very active on the buying side, and, and I think the more active sellers will be teams like the Twins, Cubs, and now potentially the Washington Nationals as well, in addition to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And one more question about San Diego and those teams uh, in the American League East, because they're right up against the luxury tax now. Is there a chance with the addition the other day of Frazier that they move Cronenworth to first and move Eric Hosmer out of there? Yes, that is a possibility, and I think it's one that a lot of people in the industry are watching very carefully. You're right. The luxury tax threshold and how you control that um, is now a pivotal part of being a GM, and you could see perhaps the Padres pay down that contract where 
where Hosmer becomes a $10 million player to somebody else or, or even a $12 million a year player to someone else. I think at that point in time, there would be interest and he would have some appeal across the industry. John, we know here in St. Louis, anytime you can get a $35 million a year player for $25 million and the other team's paying 10, it's a pretty good deal. I would say so, and that's uh, that's obviously part of the conversation. We'll see how things play out going forward. John Morosi, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it, and have a great trade deadline week. We love your work, and we'll talk to you soon. Well, Randy, Michelle, my pleasure. You've got the hockey free agency and trade deadline in the same week. It's my kind of week. I love it. Hey, we, we've it's got Vladimir Tarasenko here. We, we, we might have a lot of uh, And he could be moving out, right, depending on well, – if, if we see Tarasenko and Max Scherzer traded in the same week, that well, what, what a sports story that's going to be. <laughs> you got that right. Have a great day. Thank you. Uh, all the best. My pleasure. Thank you. Take care. John Morosi, MLB Network, joining us on the Broad and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack. And with Lecvio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lecvio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects are injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lecvio.com or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower, longer, Lecvio. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 2. I could see beyond the Black Hills and the way they called for exploration. I could feel the air, the way it paints against skin and fills hungry lungs. I could hear the way the water ran for miles and the way the bison grazed, the way our boots meet the earth as we step past expected. I could imagine my time in South Dakota, and I wish to go back, because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.